Welcome to the Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm Kayla Brandon, a holistic health coach and wellness enthusiast. I am absolutely obsessed with learning about people who live their most authentic lives. In this podcast, you'll hear stories about those who truly live a life well-lived and what they do mentally, spiritually, and physically to get there. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical advice on pursuing a life with purpose and passion. So in this episode, it's just me. It's a solo episode. Um, I'm going to be covering staying sober throughout the holidays. This is something that I got a lot of questions about last holiday season, and I've continued to get DMs about being social and how to handle those social situations when either you're taking a break from alcohol or you've totally cut it out forever and ever. Um, a lot of people really don't know how to handle those situations. So I'm just going to offer what's helped me personally and what I think would hopefully benefit you too if you're also taking a break or you're completely sober. So the first tip that I have is remembering your why. And everyone's why for cutting out alcohol, um, like I said, be it for a short time or forever, is going to be totally different and personal to them. I personally have my reasons written on a note in the notes section of my iPhone, and I have that pinned to the top of my notes section. So every time I go to create a note, which is often um, because I take a lot of notes throughout the day, whether it's just making to-do lists or trying to remind myself to do something later, um, at the very top, it says, Kayla, read this. When you are ever tempted to drink, it doesn't serve you. These are the reasons why you don't. And I have a full list. Um, I won't share just because they're really personal to me, but you know, generally speaking, a lot of them have to do with being a really good mom and wife and friend and daughter and, you know, granddaughter and employee and all these other things. Some of them are health benefits, um, which obviously as a, someone who's in the wellness space, I'm very interested in. And then most importantly, um, I want to be sober because I want to wake up every single day with vigor and enthusiasm for my life. Because I just remember the days when even if I had two glasses of wine, and if you've you know heard my story before, um, you do know that you know I don't consider myself an addict. Um, that this episode is not for those who I who are addicted to alcohol. Um, I'm not qualified to give any advice to those people, and honestly, my heart goes out to you because I know addiction is real and it's a serious issue. Um, it plagues so many people, and I think a lot of them. Um, hopefully get the help they need one day but it's hard to it's hard to give any advice to someone who's going through something in life that you've never experienced so i will say that just you know at the outset this is for people who are sober sober curious and who quote unquote like aren't addicts they're just um trying to cut it out for various you know health reasons or mental health reasons um it's not destroying their life um i do believe rehab and therapy and all those things are really beneficial for people who, um, you know, alcohol alcohol is destroying their lives. Um, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But anyway, just remembering your why is super important throughout your whole sobriety journey. But also, you know, when you go into those social situations, you could have the best intentions to not drink. But if you don't kind of go back to why you stopped in the first place, I think you'll be a lot more tempted than if you don't kind of take that pause and reflect um, on just how far you've come. Because if you're on this journey, it's for a reason. And I truly believe everyone could benefit from taking a little break from alcohol. I don't think being sober is for everyone. And I'm not going to push that on every single person. But just my own experience, 
even taking a small break not only makes you feel better, but also it really kind of shifts your relationship to alcohol. So if you do go back to drinking, maybe you'll just have a better relationship with it. Maybe you won't use it to cope. Maybe you'll just, you know, have a a drink here and there and and you won't rely on it. Um, I don't know. Everyone's journey is different. This episode is is super personal for me. So hopefully you're hearing that in me kind of like over explain things. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm covering it the best way that I can without diminishing someone's experience who is um, really, really deeply struggling with something like addiction. So anyway, uh, on to number two on my top tips for staying sober throughout the holidays. Just enlist the help of a family member or friend to hold you accountable. For me, um, that's sometimes people that I've actually never met in real life, like people in the sober community on Instagram, um, Blair, if you're listening, you're one of those people for me, especially in early sobriety. I felt like I was constantly texting Blair when I was kind of struggling with, you know, is this for me? Is this forever? What if it's not forever? Is it okay that I'm taking this break? What if I go back to it someday? And I had this like massive struggle with that at first. And now um, I'm pretty at peace with just cutting it out forever just because I feel a lot better like health wise. Like I just mentally and physically feel great and I just want to keep this going. So Enlisting the help of a family member or a friend to kind of hold you accountable is essential when you're going into these like social situations. They can even be people who are at the party that you're going to for the holidays um, and just tell them, hey, you, got, you know, hey, I'm not drinking tonight um, or, I, hey, I have a really early workout class in the morning. I want to make sure I'm like, you know, in tip top shape for it. So I'm just like not drinking tonight. Just telling someone that you're not drinking so that way in case you're tempted and you're really trying to not, they can hold you accountable. Um, and that's pretty self-explanatory, but but really it could be someone in person or virtually. And I'm happy to be that person to you too. So if you follow me on Instagram or you, know, you connect with me over email or something like that, um, just let me know because I think having that accountability partner is just so important, especially in the early days of trying to cut it out. My third tip is come prepared with your favorite non-alcoholic beverage. And no, this does not have to be beer or wine or like a non-alcoholic spirits or something like that. It can be a seltzer. It can be water. Like you can do whatever you want. For me personally, what I have found to be super helpful is getting into like the non-alcoholic beverage space, Um, everything from obviously kombucha, which I love, um, to, you know, non-alcoholic champagne, non-alcoholic wine, beer. I haven't gotten into the spirits, but that's because I didn't drink those really a whole lot before (laughs) I stopped drinking. Um, I was a huge like wine snob. Um, And I'll definitely list some recommendations in the show notes. But if you follow along with me on Instagram, you know that I love Groovy. They have like a dry seco, which kind of tastes like champagne. Um, And it's lower in sugar, no added sugar, by the way which is incredible. A lot of the non-alcoholic um, champagnes on the market, they have like so much sugar and, and some of it's like added sugar, which is never good. Um, as a holistic health coach, I don't I don't recommend those. But Groovy is great. I also love Athletic Brewing Company. Um, they have an awesome selection of non-alcoholic beers. Um, I never really was into beer before I quit drinking. And then for whatever reason, when I got sober, I got really into beer. Um, non-alcoholic, of course. And it's funny because when I tried my first non-alcoholic beer, I just remember thinking like, ooh, this is really good. 
and I don't want another one. Like I wasn't craving a second drink because it didn't have obviously the like mental benefits of feeling like, you know, maybe relaxed or a little tipsy. Um, And I just I think that's what I love about not drinking is that you can still enjoy like beer and wine and things like that. It will just not contain the alcohol, which is the addictive portion of the drink, if that makes sense. Um, So a lot of companies have like de-alcoholized wine that's literally wine, just the alcohol is removed. So it'll taste very similar. Um, So don't be afraid to come prepared with something like that because really just having a drink in your hand is is what people are looking for. Like that's bad to say, but everyone's been to a party where if someone's not drinking and they're like, they have like a water bottle in their hand or they don't have anything, someone's like, hey, can I get you a drink? Because they're trying to be I don't know. They're just trying to be a good host or um, making sure that person's having fun. But at the end of the day, you don't owe anyone an explanation for why you're not drinking. Um, so why even invite that conversation? If you if you have something in your hand, that conversation probably won't even get started. They won't even look at the label to say, "Oh, it's not like a, it's not a beer, a real beer." Like a lot of these non uh, non alcoholic beverages, they look exactly like like a beer can. Um, and so that's why I keep mentioning that like this is not for someone who's like currently in the throes of addiction or recovering because I, I think those drinks can be triggering for those um, who are in recovery. So I wouldn't recommend that, of course. But if you're just, again, someone who's sober, sober curious um, and doesn't have that addictive part of you that's in recovery, then I say completely like dive in, explore, go for it. And if it's not for you, Stick to water, stick to seltzers, stick to freaking, I don't know, Diet Coke, whatever floats your boat, go for it. But odds are, if you have something in your hand, no one's going to ask you any questions. And if they do, no, I'm not drinking is a complete sentence. You do not know an exp- you do not owe them any explanation. Uh, and if you do owe them an explanation or you feel that you do, I would say maybe do some more work on your own kind of like feelings of self-worth um, because you might be looking to outside parties and and other people to validate your worth. Uh, At least I know that's how I felt at first. And I did a lot of work in early sobriety to kind of uncover why I was feeling that way. So um, I would just offer that um, recommendation too, just to don't just not drink, but also not drink and then just do more work on yourself. Like see a therapist, do do some, you know, self-help stuff through like books, audiobooks, I have a lot of recommendations in, of, on Quitlet, which is quit literature, um, if you're not familiar. Um, podcast recommendations. Yeah, like the list goes on and on. But um, don't just not drink and then just not drink. My next tip is know that it's okay to leave any celebration or party early. You do not have to stay till 2 a.m. or till, you know, whatever the time the party ends um, to feel like you've enjoyed the whole celebration. I personally am an early bird, so I go to bed early very naturally anyway. Now that I have two kids, obviously I'm going to bed even earlier because they're up early every day and I could not function if I did not get, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep. But I will say that, you know, back in the day, sometimes I did feel obligated to stay longer than I really wanted to and then drink more than I really wanted to because I was staying there. So of course I'm going to have more wine than I normally would because someone else is like filling up my glass or maybe I'm filling up my glass. Like I'm doing it to myself. Um, The longer you stay at a party 
in early sobriety, I find that like the more anxious you can become because you're also seeing people to kind of like go from that early stage of drinking where they're enjoying maybe like one or two drinks and every everyone's kind of like just being social to like the pretty drunk shenanigans that you see towards the end of the night. Um, and if you're in that environment and you're trying not to drink, not only is it not fun, but also it can be like really triggering. And I always say that like triggers are not to be put on other people. So if you're feeling triggered, that's all about you. Um, it's not about what that other person is doing. So again, if, if you're feeling a certain way, remove yourself from the situation. And again, you can Irish exit. You don't owe anyone anything. If they're really your friends, they will completely understand. Um, I love a good Irish exit sometimes when there's like so many people at a party and you just – you're not going to make your rounds to every single person. You can thank the host, maybe some like best friends that you have there or family members. But if it's, you know, a ton of people at a party – and you're trying to leave, do not feel obligated to like have this grand exit. Just bounce. And I don't know. I, I just – I think you should put your sobriety or maybe your pause on alcohol over everything else in this season. So um, I know it can be easier said than done sometimes, but that's just what I would do. Um, another solid tip is writing out your morning routine or your to-do list the night before. So if you're going to a social gathering – And let's say like the next morning you really want to run five miles or you want to meditate and maybe (laughs) sneak in a shower before your kids wake up or something like that. Like it can be literally anything or maybe enjoy a cup of coffee with your roommates or your partner and um, like, you know, just sit outside on a crisp fall day or something like that. Writing that out the night before of like what you are holding yourself accountable to do the next day is really going to help you in the moment when you're at this social gathering and you're tempted to drink. Because I know it sounds like I'm like a broken record right now, but I can promise you if you're listening to this before going to a social gathering and like that gathering is, you know, weeks away at this point or or days away, who knows? you're probably thinking, oh, it's fine. I'm just like not going to drink. It's not a big deal. But when you get to that point where you step foot in someone's house or their like a restaurant or a bar or whatever, I can promise you, you'll probably feel very differently <laughs> if you have not done like the pre-work, um, if you're really serious about getting sober or you're just really serious about whatever pause you're taking and you and you want to be intentional about it. So um, I would just offer that and know that it's okay to not have a million reasons as to why you're not going to drink. Like your to-do list for the next morning or the next day doesn't have to be long. It could literally be one thing. It could be waking up feeling good. That's enough that you do not have to have an exhaustive list. I just personally usually like making an exhaustive list because I'd rather have more on my list and and get done like 50% of it than have a shorter list and get 50% of that list done. So that's just how I operate. But I think writing down anything is just beneficial in life to to help you reach your goals. So kind of like my list that I have for why I stay sober, I also have a daily to-do list, which most people do. Um, and I create that the night before. And that makes me feel just prepared for the next day. So I think the same could be true for trying to stay sober at a holiday party. And my last and final tip for this episode is to play the tape forward. And this is uh, a concept I learned from Annie Grace's book, This Naked Mind. And basically what it means is that you are thinking of what drinking would kind of tumble into. So playing the tape forward would say, okay, I'm tempted to drink in this moment. 
if you play the tape forward, you're thinking, okay, if I have a glass of wine, it might lead to two, two might lead to six. <laughs> I don't know who's drinking six, but like, I mean, hey, no judgment here. I've definitely had my moments. Um, and then then that leads to make, maybe making a bad decision, maybe um, – God forbid getting behind the wheel of a car. You know, you just don't know in these in today's society, like what people might do when they have too much to drink, even with things like Uber and Lyft um, and taxis and, and everything like that. Um, it could also lead to, you know, feeling like crap the next day, then missing a workout class, then having anxiety about missing the workout class, then losing money because you missed your workout class. So all of these things to think about before you even take that first sip, if you are on a break from alcohol or you are sober. It just it's going to help you in the moment when you're feeling that momentary feeling of temptation and feeling like you're missing out on something. Because really, when you think about what you're missing out on in the moment, quote, I'm like using air quotes if you because you can't see me, <laughs> you're quote unquote missing out on alcohol. But what you're gaining is so much more. I can promise you that I have gained far more mental clarity, emotional maturity. Um, just peace of mind, everything, and better, you know, better body and and functioning body um, in sobriety than I ever did when I was drinking. And again, like if you know my story, I wasn't drinking a lot. Like I would consider myself a gray area drinker where I would maybe have two glasses a week. And that sounds like not a lot. But the next day, I just felt like crap. And prior to that, of course, like in college and early my, my early 20s, I definitely drank way more. And then I just think I started to develop an unhealthy coping mechanism with alcohol. So I would use it to relax. And I didn't always need it to have fun, but I definitely needed it to unwind on like a Friday night by myself or with my husband. And um, I just like didn't want to feel that way anymore. I didn't want to rely on anything in life to get me through other than God. And this break has taught me so much to the point where I was like the break that I'm taking is going to be permanent and I I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything on anything at all. If anything, I feel like I've just gained this whole new perspective on life and this whole new just this whole new life. Like I I don't look at alcohol the way I used to and I really hope that that is true for you too. Like I said, if you're taking a break or fully sober, what you will gain is far greater, I promise you, than what you are giving up, which is just alcohol, which is essentially a toxin and it's ethanol. It's just not great for your body or your mental health. It's mind-blowing to me that it's so normalized to the point where you're weird if you don't drink and you're normal if you do when any other drug that people do, like heroin, for example, no one's ar going around saying, oh, are you, are you doing heroin? And if you say no, usually it's like, oh, good for you. Um, but if you say yes, it, you're kind of like looked down upon. And I'm not trying to stigmatize anyone who's going – who's in the middle of addiction, okay? So like that's not the point of this episode. But I'm just – I'm drawing this parallel so that you can see how ridiculous it is that we have normalized something that is so bad for us. Um, and if you want to drink, continue to drink, cool, good for you. I, it affects me like not at all. So I'm I'm fine with that. But I just know based on my own personal experience – Everyone could benefit from just taking a break and taking a step back and saying, is this serving me? How do I feel the next day? And just really analyzing what they want out of life. So I don't want to be a broken record here. So I will end the episode here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's a nice 
I would say short and sweet episode compared to my interviews that I do with guests, which are typically an hour. Um, So hopefully this was just a little pep talk you needed going into the holidays. And as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My handle's at Kayla, two underscores, Brandon. And yeah, we'll have a chat. We'll talk about anything you want in terms of sobriety or taking a break from alcohol. And uh, my door is always open. So have a great holiday season and cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kayla underscore underscore Brandon. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.